Thank you for listening to the First Baptist Church podcast. If you would like more information about our church, please visit www.fbcottawa.org. We come back to the same place year after year because that's where life is. Easter, the day of resurrection, we, we come back like, like salmon fighting upstream to go back to the spawning place. It's the same place year after year after year because that's where life begins. We fight to get back to the place where life begins, where death was arrested and new life begins. We, we work to, to remember, we, we strive to find hope like in a world that, that seeks to snuff it out, in a world that sometimes feels a little dark. Maybe it's our personal circumstances, maybe it's the world's circumstances, whatever it is, we can certainly understand the imagery and the truth In the Gospel of John, when it says of Mary as she's making her way to the tomb on that first Easter morning that she didn't know was going to be Easter morning. She was making her way to the tomb and it says while it was still dark. While it was still dark. Mary was on a trip, if you will. She had packed her bags Maybe her mind and her heart. And she had a few things, you know, when we read all the gospel accounts, Mary and the others who went to the tomb that morning were on their way there to anoint a dead body. Like they had burial spices with them. They didn't have resurrection hymns and songs and praises or banners to wave or words to say. They had burial spices because they had remained faithful to the end and they were at the foot of the cross when Jesus breathed his last. They had seen him suffering to breathe, the crown of thorns upon his head and nails in his hands and feet. They, they had witnessed the horrors. They had felt the cold wind blow. They were there from nine to noon to three in the afternoon. They were there and they had seen the results of all that had taken place. They had no reason to believe it was anything but dark. Mary had no reason to believe it was anything but dark as she made her way to the tomb with tears with a broken heart who, how could the world be this cruel, this evil, and she's on her way with burial spices. But there, of course, was the eternal surprise that first Easter morning. Mary goes there, and she sees that the tomb is empty. She runs back. She tells the disciples, Peter and John, they run back. We don't have time this morning to get into every intricate detail of of all of this gospel account. She tells Peter and John, they run back, and, and Peter goes in first. Always, always that way, right? <laughs> always that way. Peter runs in first. The disciple, we believe, the disciple whom Jesus loved, we believe that to be John. He saw and believed, but believed what? Believed what? And Mary is lingering outside. Mary is lingering outside the tomb, wondering what's going on. The tomb is empty. What is this? She's still distraught. We find that in the question that she asked. 
They've taken my Lord away. Like, talk about adding insult to injury. They've taken my Lord away. Not only did they, did they put Him on a trial that was unjust and unfair, and the empire struck back against the, the precious Jesus that she had, had come to know and love who had overcome her shame and who had forgiven and loved her. She, oh, she was brokenhearted that the world could be so cruel. They didn't just crucify him. Now they've stolen his body. She sees an empty tomb but doesn't know what to think. How bad can it get? How dark can it be? Until it's going to be dark and until we hear him call us by name. It's going to be dark until we hear the, the one who was raised call us by name and we understand that Oh, every bit of darkness will not stand. The cruelty of this world will not stand. The evils of empire will not stand. Those who think they're in charge will not stand. Those who think they're kings will not stand. Those who think they're authoritarian leaders will not stand. The ways of empire and violence will not stand. None of it will stand because Jesus has been raised and he's been raised as the King of kings and Lord of lords. And we're going to see a lot of things as we talk about evidence of resurrection not evidence factual but we are evidence of resurrection our encounter is evidence of resurrection so mary's standing there and she has this tender encounter with jesus tears are still streaming like life's still hard heart still broken grief is still fresh every pain and disappointment you've ever felt bring that with you this morning and stand there with mary at the in the garden in the garden that's been spoiled you know the garden of eden that's been spoiled and now it's in a garden and now we're headed to a new heavens and a new earth in revelation at the end and hinted at and prophesied by isaiah but we're standing in a garden with our hearts broken and our dreams dashed Woman, why are you weeping? Woman, why are you weeping? Jesus shows up in our dark places. Hmm? Jesus shows up in our dark places. Woman, why are you weeping? She still doesn't know it's Jesus. Woman, why are you weeping? She thinks he's the gardener. Well, he sort of is. He's, he's kind of making the garden new. You know, he's got some repair work to do. You know, that paradise that was spoiled, he's working on putting it back together again until he comes back again and makes all things, a new heaven and a new earth that comes down. He's got some work to do. He's working on me and he's working on you. And he asks us to be a bit of that evidence of resurrection between now and then. But in that tender moment, in that tender moment, when he says, Mary, Now her heart knows. Now her heart knows. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. 
She can't wrap her mind around it. All she knows to do is to run back and tell the disciples, I've seen the Lord. She's, she's now, now at that moment in time, at that moment in time, she's not thinking that, oh, I'm going to go to heaven when I die. She's thinking the Jesus who was crucified has been raised. And in, in this space-time continuum, the Lord of all the universe, Jesus, who had authority over the wind and the waves, Jesus who forgave sin, Jesus who made the lame to walk and the blind to see, Jesus who announced the coming of the King that Jesus has been raised from the grave, that must mean He's in charge. That must mean that death has been defeated and that, and that I don't know how this is all going to work out, but all those pretend kings, they're not really king because when they die, they're going to stay dead. Everybody else is just a pretender to the throne because Jesus has been raised. And so this morning, Mary runs and she tells the disciples, I've seen the Lord. She is testifying to resurrection. And by the way, I suppose that this morning, really, if we wanted to take the scriptures literally, we would need to have a woman proclaiming resurrection because it was a woman who was preaching on that first Easter Sunday. Mary runs and says, I've seen the Lord. I've seen the Lord, and that begins to transform lives. And those very lives, Mary and the others, they become evidence of resurrection. Real quickly, how about Peter? Peter ran. He runs into the tomb. He doesn't know what to think. He, he's impulsive. And Peter, who had denied Jesus three times, even though he said he would never, ever do such a thing, even if he had to die with him, Peter, brokenhearted at his denial, and he's looking, the tomb is empty. I don't know all the thoughts he may have had, but what's possible what could be more cruel will i live with this shame forever will i live with my with my my inability to stand up for the one that i love will i live with this forever we've all been there somewhere haven't we will i live with this forever is is there anything that would allow me to move on from this will i live with this forever peter stuck his head in and saw that the tomb was empty but it wasn't until later that Peter becomes evidence of resurrection. Multiple times, really. But first, at Pentecost, in his bold Pentecost sermon with Peter, who couldn't even say that he knew Jesus, standing around that fire is the one that says, this Jesus whom you crucified, but God raised from the dead. And then, in our New Testament reading today, when Peter is encountering Cornelius and being told to go to the Gentiles, he becomes evidence of resurrection by going to those that were considered outsiders. Did you hear that? Anytime that we go to those that are outcast, we become evidence of resurrection, evidence of the new life that Jesus has called us by name. Anytime we go to those that are marginalized, anytime we go to somebody that feels like they're left out, and there's a lot of folks that feel like they've been left out. There, there's a lot of people in this world that feel like the church is not a place for them. And anytime we go across that bridge and we bridge the divide and we, we cross over and we open arms because the outstretched arms of our Savior on the cross says, love all. So we become evidence of resurrection. Peter became evidence of resurrection. Mary became evidence of resurrection. Where have you seen evidence that somebody has heard Jesus call them by name? 
evidence of resurrection, evidence that life has changed, that the powers of this world, in other words, and you didn't know I was going here this morning, Warren, in other words, that there's a new heaven and a new earth, evidence that the wolf and the lamb will lie down together, evidence that, that, that there will be peace where there has been enmity, evidence that, that the divides have been bridged and the divisions have been overcome, that hatred has been overcome, that, that the wolf and the lamb will lie down together. Oh, evidence of resurrection, a new heavens and a new earth. You see, that's, that's a part of the point of resurrection, that the power to change the world has been raised from the dead, the death has been defeated, sin has been overcome, and we are sent out to say, because I have seen the Lord, then, then racism must be overcome. Because I've seen the Lord, homophobia must be overcome. Because I've seen the Lord, though, those who have felt outside have got to be welcomed inside. Because I've seen the Lord, I believe in peace, and I believe in nonviolence, and I believe, I, I believe in, in God's love for all people. Because of resurrection, we become evidence by changing the world in which we live so that everybody can have a, have a seat at the table. We become evidence of resurrection every time that people who normally wouldn't like each other pull up a chair together. We become evidence of resurrection every time that division is beaten down and love is built up. We become evidence of resurrection we become evidence of resurrection when our minds change and when our hearts change and when our lives change. We become evidence of resurrection. I can think of a few stories, well, more than a few, but I won't tell them all this morning. Evidence of resurrection when somebody who had been trafficked hears their name and turns their life around because they heard Jesus call them by name. Or, or our friend Christine, who I just saw Christine McDonald, through Prison Fellowship, was at the women's prison in Chillicothe, Missouri, preaching, speaking to women, and 200 women came to faith just in the last couple of days as a result of her being there. Now, Christine McDonald had been trafficked on the streets of Missouri, Independence Avenue in Kansas City, Missouri, for 17 years and other places, total of 21, and now completely transformed. She heard Jesus call her by name and preaching in a prison, and hundreds of people coming to faith. That's evidence of resurrection. That's evidence of resurrection. But you know, evidence of resurrection, we could tell all kinds of grand stories. We could speak of, of Mandela, and we could speak of Tutu, and we could speak of, of all kinds of large figures in the world. But evidence of resurrection is also just putting one foot in front of the other in your life and in mine when life's hard. Evidence of resurrection... Evidence of resurrection is sometimes just showing up. Evidence of resurrection is, is I'm going to make it today. I, I'm struggling, but I, I'm going to make it. Evidence of resurrection is, is how we hold on to life and each other and hold on to God in the midst of life's challenges and struggles. Evidence of resurrection is, is I was crying last night or this morning, and, and I'm clinging to Jesus today. <laughs> Evidence of resurrection is, is God not giving up on us? When have, when have you heard Jesus call you by name? Speak your name in the midst of darkness. I, I've, 
probably heard since that multiple times, but boy, while it was still dark, it was in Wright Field in Akron, Ohio, in a slow pitch softball tournament. After a lengthy wrestling match with God over life direction and particularly calling to ministry and pain in my shoulder is throbbing. I had no business playing outfield and throwing the ball over and over and over again. But, but you know, when you're wrestling with God, you're wrestling with God. And I'm standing there and the pain is too much. And finally, it's... As I look back now, I don't feel like I'm over-editing the story as almost as, as if God, as if Jesus says, Tiger, Tiger. Because then tears are streaming down my face, and I'm like, you idiot, what are you doing? Have you heard Jesus call your name? In the midst of whatever struggle, whatever turmoil, Whatever brokenness, whatever disobedience, whatever waywardness, he calls our name, and we become evidence of resurrection because he's called us by name. The world has been changed. The calendars have been changed. New heavens and a new earth. You see, that's who we're called to be as a people who follow Jesus, who was raised, a people of resurrection, resurrection people, a hope people. We seek to make the world look more like the kingdom of God that we pray for because Jesus has been raised. We seek to be change agents empowered by the Holy Spirit because Jesus has been raised. We seek to work for justice because Jesus has been raised. We seek to cultivate beauty in the world because Jesus has been raised. And we seek to announce that good news because Jesus has been raised. We seek to embody that good news. We seek to be a good news telling, good news place because Jesus has been raised. Justice, beauty, good news announcing. We used to call it evangelism, but good news announcing. Jesus has been raised. So be still just a moment. Listen close. You just might hear Jesus call you by name. Amen and amen. Loving God, we are thankful this day that You have given us awareness, hearing our name on Your lips. God, may we be a people who are see the light in the darkness, hear our name called while it's still dark. May we be a people, an Easter people, where new life begins in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the First Baptist Church podcast. We invite you to worship with us every Sunday morning at 930 in Ottawa, Kansas. You can find more information about our church at www.fbcottawa.org.